When my husband came home from Vietnam, he didn't really look into all his VA benefits. But now I've got some health issues, and I'm glad VA is there for me. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Week at VA. I am your host, Timothy Lawson. Before we get into today's agenda, I want to mention how excited I am for next week's show. I'll be sitting down with members from TAPS, Students Veterans of America, and Got Your Six to talk about the recent upgrade to education benefits that has been affectionately called the Forever GI Bill. If you're not subscribed to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, I recommend doing so to ensure that you don't miss what is sure to be a very informative podcast. Today we will talk with Navy veteran Kevin Quarles, an outreach specialist at Operation Standdown in Tennessee. We'll mention our veteran of the day and we'll tell you about the new benefits matrix, but let's first address uh, the situation with the recent national disasters For those of you, uh, we'll start with education benefits. For those of you that are enrolled in school but your university is temporarily closed, VA will consider school attendance as continuous and payments will not be affected. affected. Uh, That goes for both Harvey and Irma situations. Pretty much so long as you've been enrolled prior to the disaster, uh, your attendance will be continuous, uh, will be considered continuous. If you've had to evacuate your area, you can go to any medical center to receive your care. Uh, This is important for for veterans to know, and uh, even if this doesn't apply to you, if you know someone that has had to evacuate, please be sure that uh, to relay this information to them. Uh, VA facilities have been directed to engage their traveling veterans coordinator to ensure that systems are in place that way all veterans impacted by evacuations associated with both Hurricanes Harvey and Irma are able to obtain care at any VA facility where they may seek it. Veterans will be offered mental health care, homeless services, and other health care through our medical centers, clinics, and mobile medical units as needed. Lastly, the Veterans Crisis Line is always available for veterans that may be facing emotional challenges while coping with any life situation, especially the recent natural disasters. Today's feature interview is with Kevin Quarles. I met him when I visited Operation Stand Down in Nashville, Tennessee last month. They are a veteran service organization that provides a plethora of service to veterans in their community. At the time of recording, I did not have my usual podcast equipment on me, so we sat down uh, with a makeshift recording setup using a DSLR and my phone, but hey, we made it work. Uh, Adapt and overcome, right? Kevin was a CB in the Navy, and he is now an outreach specialist for Operation Stand Down. He is going to share his journey in the military, his transition out, attending school using a GI Bill, being a musician, and the work he and his colleagues are doing at Operation Stand Down in Nashville. Enjoy. Uh, Okay, Kevin Quarles, uh, Navy veteran, you were a CB. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, we start every interview, uh, with the same question, uh, cause it's the one thing that we all have in common, right? And that's the decision to join the United States military. Yeah. Yeah. Bring us back to that decision for you. Well, for me, I came from a pretty small town and, uh, I wanted more for myself and, uh, I guess came from a pretty broken background. I just wanted to, you know, do the coolest thing I could possibly do. So one day I was like, I think I'm going to be a SEAL. It was actually during my senior trip. 
after I graduated. And uh, they have Navy dive school down there. And I, there's no SEALs down there, but I saw them diving and associated that with Navy SEALs. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And so uh, proceeded to do that and uh, had a pretty fun journey getting stress fractures and getting dropped from that. And then, uh, then I was like, well, you know, what's the next coolest thing? So I tried to do like EOD. And uh, again, body didn't uh, cooperate. So in dive school, I got a pretty nasty uh, staph infection. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got dropped there. And then, and then that's how I came to be a CB because um, after that, uh, you know, you needed to just choose whatever they had open that day and CB construction mechanic was open. But uh, yeah, I really just wanted more for myself and I wanted advent an adventure, you know, and I was graduating high school. I didn't want to just stay in my town and, you know, kick around for the rest of my life. So Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so what year was that? Uh, 2010. And it was funny because that's actually the day after it flooded here in Nashville and everything, like Opry Mills was like underwater. Oh, sure. And I was like flying over it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I made the right choice. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, 2010, um, wh- did you deploy at all as a CB? Yeah, I went to Afghanistan in 2012 and I went to Spain in 2013. And uh, in Afghanistan, when I on my way to Afghanistan, went to Kuwait and uh, on my way back, went to Qatar. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. My only, uh, the only experience I had with CBs was we had, uh, I was a Marine security guard and we had a, a CB at, uh, you know, we had CBs at our um, embassies that helped with, uh, with like the, um, you know, the technical work and whatnot. Yeah, state. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so do, do you have, a, do you have an experience, uh, a story that you recall on often, something that you like to share, uh, maybe something that sort of epitomizes your time in? Uh, summarizes it. Is there a story that matches any of those uh, any of those descriptions I just gave? That's a pretty broad yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the I'd say one of the uh, probably n- non-conventional stories I have was uh, when I was in Spain. We were not allowed to be off the base. Like, and I was like, man, I'm here in Spain. I wasn't there for very long either. They, I had to come back after a like a couple months but while I was on the base I was like I'm not just gonna be on the base in Spain I'm gonna swim across the ocean to Rota and uh, you know doing SEAL and EOD dive training I was that was no problem for me and I had buddies that were also like drops from those programs with a chip on their shoulders so we like we go to like try to recon the area and it's like protected by cactuses like probably about 300 yards of cactuses around the whole perimeter of uh, the base in Rota, and um, yeah, so we we found like a little hole to get through, and yeah, so we would get like prickled up, and we just we took like bags um, and made like big sea wallets. I don't know if you know what that is, but mm-hmm. you put, put duct tape around like a gallon bag, so you put your belongings in it. So when okay. you get beat down in the ocean and like you know buds or something, your crap will get wet. So we did that, and we put our clothes and like shoes in there, and we like tied it around our waist and swam about a. I think it was. I don't know how far it was, but it took us an hour and a half to get there. No so, kidding. Yeah, so we swam across and we spent like the weekend in Rota. Huh. And uh, yeah, we we got back and no one said anything to us. They just thought we were hanging out in our barracks <laughs> the whole weekend. <laughs> and that was like right before I got out. So I was like feeling like, well, you know, I'm getting out anyways. Maybe I'll uh, do something crazy. Right. <laughs> that, I mean, that was the only thing, but that was one of the more fun, like, you know, things that. I definitely was glad I did. Sure. Could have went horribly wrong. 
because we had to get off the base and there were cameras and yeah. then we had to sneak back into the base. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know. But you made it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever asked any questions. <laughs> or they saw him and they're like, these guys. And then they're, yeah. Um, what, so you got in 2010. When did you get out? Uh, 2014. Okay. Um, what... What prompted uh, getting out? Getting out. Uh, I wanted to go to school, and uh, I actually went to school while I was in. Uh, started when I got back from Afghanistan, and uh, I came back, and I played music, and I still do play music, record music, just do all kinds of stuff with that. Yeah. And uh, I started, like, recording music in my barracks room, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to go to a good, like, music business program and you know, MTSU right here close to my hometown. Like, oh, I want to come back and we go to MTSU. And so I started that journey. And then, okay. yeah, I just wanted to continue that. Yeah. You using your GI Bill for that? Yeah, I did. And uh, I graduated in December. Okay. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I started here and uh, still doing music and, uh, you know, just pressing forward. I might even, I'm thinking about going back for my master's. I still have a little bit of GI Bill left from when I was going while I was in. Yeah. But, um, you can you can answer this uh, with as much or as little uh, as you'd like, but a lot of veterans, when they transition out, they uh, experience challenges emotionally or, or sometimes fall into an emotional crisis. Is that anything that you experienced? Uh, I won't say emotional crisis. I did try to, like, stop emotion and cut off emotional connection and kind of isolate myself a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't really realize I was doing it. But, yeah, when I got out, I, um, you know, didn't really talk to anyone that much. And I kind of, uh, I don't know, my brother, you know, he kind of helped me out a lot. I stayed with him. And uh, then I realized, you know, oh, I need to, you know, get my stuff in order. So within, like, the first uh, few months. And it was, like, it was weird because it, I knew I was going to go back to school, but it didn't, you know, I got out in May. I didn't go back to school until um, after that summer. It was just like that summer was a little weird to navigate. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I was staying with my brother and I didn't, uh, I almost didn't go back. And, um, you know, I was just gonna find a job and work. But yeah, I ended up doing that. And I ended up renting out some like studio space to start recording. And uh, I lived there and I recorded a lot of like, I heard about this thing called Operation Song. A lot of guys that were doing that would uh, come like hang out at my studio and record and stuff. That's cool. And I think that kind of helped me like break the isolation, you know, like I actually connected with like other veterans and they had really cool stories too because they were, you know, Vietnam vets and right. made me feel like, oh, you know, they're still here, they're kicking and, you know, the stuff they went through was, you know, far and away from my experience. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, put things in perspective too. and. Yeah, so that was, like I said, I kind of tried to cut off emotional connection, but, you know, I realized you can't really do that and expect to stay healthy and live a good life, you know. Right. Um, how long, uh, we've noticed with a lot of veterans, um, when they get out, there's uh, a period, or some some uh, are challenged with finding like a renewed purpose, right? Because you, uh, you get out, and it sounds like you know you may have described half of it, you know, right there with uh, with sort of figuring out what you were trying to do. But um, when did you feel like you finally found that renewed purpose? Uh, I guess it was when I actually just started doing what I wanted to do. You know, like so a lot of people say they don't know what they want to do. 
and you know that might be true but a good start is like what is always in the back of your head like kind of getting on your what are you getting on to yourself about not doing today you know like oh you know i should be doing this and you know if there's something like that like you probably need to do that that might be a good start to find a purpose you know and that's kind of what i did and it helped me you know kind of break out of the isolation and you know it could have been a bad transition story definitely you know yeah but I, did, I wasn't cool um so you are currently an outreach specialist for operation stand down uh uh-huh. tennessee um tell how did you get involved with with them uh well um I heard about this position from uh, my career um, development, like MTSU has a really good like veteran resource center. And uh, Shane Smith there uh, said he, you know, knew about openings here and asked if I'd be interested in, you know, kind of explain what Operation Stand Down did. And I was like, oh, you know, that that might be pretty cool to, you know, do for like a first job, you know, just graduating. And yes, so I'd approached them the my first uh i I actually applied for uh, a couple other jobs before i got this one it was i think it was like a few months process but you know when i heard about operation stand down and their story and you know how they impacted a lot of veterans lives and stuff i was like yeah i really want to be a part of that you know because i remember when i got out of the military the uh you know years ago uh you know i needed that kind of emotional connection with like other veterans to kind of get me through you know I, I just got done with another few years of college you know and I kind of like well you know it might be good to you know get in touch with some other veterans and get back in the community a little bit and you know refresh because honestly in college I, you know you start to kind of isolate yourself a little bit too if you're a veteran because you kind of feel like you're Billy Madison you know walking through the halls and yeah. it's hard to connect with people so that process kind of starts back over and it's really important for veterans to connect with the, with other veterans you know? yeah billy madison is exactly how it feels sometimes to, yeah. to be a, uh, to be using the gi bill um <laughs> i was only when i was at american university i was only asked if i was a professor once and i'm chalking that up as a win because i kind of expected <laughs> that to happen yeah All right. Um, yeah, I walked in. Uh, I was like, "Is this? I can't be like, is this economics?" And they were like, "Yeah, are you a professor?" Hey, <laughs> <Dang laughs> but like, no, no, I'm not. But yeah. uh, did you have like the super post-separation like beard too? No, I wasn't you... even rocking a beard yet really? at, oh, at wow. that point. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the beard hadn't become a part of my life. But uh, I mean, clearly, I looked older than they, than they were. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it only happened once, so that's nice. that, yeah, that's fine. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good sign. Um, so, you know, b- leading into your interview, uh, I've sort of mentioned what Operation Standout does, but could you briefly uh, sort of expand um, on the mission of Operation Standout and like the resources that it provides veterans? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we're pretty much like a one-stop shop for veterans, and usually, if we can't provide what they need, we know exactly who can and we can refer them to them but uh really you know we try to just connect veterans back with communities and prevent them from falling into like bad you know cycles of behavior that can lead to like homelessness or quitting school or quitting jobs or you know abandoning responsibility or even worse you know we 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 can uh we can find ways to get them back on their feet you know in ways other 
organizations might not, because it's just like our all-encompassing, you know, the nature of our organization. You know, we we help with employment. You know, we can take a veteran off the street, and uh, they may not have had a job in the past year. You know, we can find out what their skills are and connect them with employers that we're partnered with. We can uh, give them resume training and build a resume and uh, set up interviews and then do mock interviews with them and get them, even get them like a suit from the thrift store, you know, and just give it to them and get them over there, give them a bus pass. I mean, that's just like a really good kind of like walkthrough of one of our, you know, services, but we also do housing. Uh, I don't know if, just like Eden said, we have the seven transitional houses and uh, on top of that, we have a like a network of landlords that take in uh, veterans that we refer to them also, and uh, also our claims process, our claims and benefits uh, counselor is uh, she actually works for Davidson County, but she's her office is here, and we're fortunate to have her. And uh, we also have another uh, uh, services uh, counselor that's she just started. Her name's Karen, but uh, yeah, both of them together you know, we can uh, get a lot done as far as claims. And, you know, and we, it's not just about the employment, housing, and claims and stuff too. Like, you know, we do a lot of programs where veterans can network with other veterans. Like, uh, we have partnerships with Bunker Labs and Healing Waters. Oh, sure. Uh, Reboot, you know, yeah. all the all the ones that you hear about. And, uh, you know, we, we try to get, you know, people that may just need some camaraderie referred to those things you know, and because uh, a lot of times that's all some people need, just yeah. you know, just to be part of a community again. When I was uh, when I was downstairs downstairs um, in the front in the lobby waiting, um, I heard one gentleman uh, mention that you know, he he could use some food. Uh, you know, and the lady behind the counter uh, hooked him up with a I guess a food box, and then yeah. and then contact to other pantries in the area. It's a uh, and I don't know. There was something about uh, just the the straightforward transaction of I need food. Okay, here you know, like here's you know, yeah. we have this resource for you. Um, you know, because if if I was a if I was a um, you know an underemployed veteran or something, you know, I, I don't know if I would know where to go. You know, for stuff like that. Yeah. How do you, um, you know, as the outreach specialist, how what are you doing to make sure that, or at least attempting that. Uh, that veterans in the greater Nashville area know that this resource is here? Well, I'm trying to f uh, connect with, I guess, other organizations that, like post 9-11 especially, uh, transitioning veterans might be affiliated with. Like, obviously, you're gonna get out and probably use your GI Bill if you wanna go back to school. So, um, a lot of, what I've found doing that too is, you know, a lot of people go, would say you go, yeah, to the, the state schools like you know Lips, uh, MTSU or UT and private you know big Lipscombs and Belmonts and things like that but it's really been like the smaller kind of more creative oriented schools that have had the bigger concentration of veterans Interesting. like National Film Institute, um, Art Institute, uh, NASI, College of Art, um, what's another good, uh, SAE, you know the Sound Institute. They have tons of veterans that go there and you know what I've kind of found is when veterans get out of uh, the military, you know, some of them have like this creative deficit that they want to kind of uh, alleviate and they'll go, they'll decide to be in creative, you know, industries, they'll go to school for that. And I've really been targeting those more and being successful with those as far as post 9-11 veterans. 
And, uh, you know, along with that, I also have, you know, a strategy where I'm trying to reach, like, chronically homeless. That's that's where we started. Those were our roots. And, uh, you know, I'll get leads on encampments from um, Metro Nashville's, like, outreach team. I'll get leads from uh, Centerstone and just anybody in the community that knows us and, uh, you know, knows our reputation, they'll they'll be like, oh, you know, we, we, we think there's some homeless veterans in need out here. And so I'll, I'll just you know, get my boots on, go out there and look for them and ask around. And I usually don't try to, if I think that I'm talking to a homeless veteran, I don't just come out and say, hey, you homeless. I'll, just, I'll be like, you know any homeless veterans around here? And right. usually they'll, they'll say, oh, I am, you know. Right. And if they're not, they'll, they might know who is. And that's mm-hmm. a great way to, you know, not be so awkward about it. Yeah. yeah. When you, um, obviously, you know, you said you, you came on board uh, because you're, you thought the organization was, um, was powerful and you wanted to be a part of it. Is there a resource or is there a, um, a, um, a program or, or some other benefit that Operation Standout offers that you weren't aware of before you came on board that you were uh, like surprised to, uh, to find out that it was offered here? Uh, yeah, the THP program, which I was aware of it, but it was just kind of like a passing. I wasn't aware of like the breadth of it, like what it really entailed. And um, I thought it was maybe they just kind of like the, the actual the housing program is where they have landlords and they, you know, try to put you in a house in the area. And I thought that was the same as the transitional housing program. But the transitional housing program is uh, they like Operation Standout actually owns the houses and runs the program and rehabilitates veterans, uh, you know, back into, you know, like functionality and they can stay for up to like two years, but most of them get out before like nine months. And that was something that really uh, surprised me. Like it was really cool to yeah. learn about that program more. What, uh, is there any, is there a talent skill set or discipline that you learned in the military that is contributing to your success here? Um. Hmm, that's a good question. I would say probably uh, time management, uh, you know, keeping a, what's called like a lifer pad. Like you have a notebook in your pocket and just have to-do lists for the day. That's a really good one. And I just, you know, whatever I don't finish for the day, I'll put on the next day. And, you know, the calendar is a big one. I'd say, yeah, the time management and... Uh, um, I guess like stamina too. Sometimes I'm walking a lot through the woods, so that definitely you know military contributed to that. I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, is there um, is there a vet? Obviously, Operation Stand Down would be the easy easy answer to this. But is there another, is there a veteran or another veteran organization um, that you admire that has you really excited about what they're doing right now? So you mean uh, like another veteran that's so, at another organization? Yeah, so so uh, it could be a, a friend that you know that's doing advocacy work or an organization that you've partnered with before or someone oh. that you follow on Facebook and just really like what they're doing. Anything. Yeah, well, um, uh, I don't know, EJ is a good example. He's not actually Operation Standout employee. He works for the Nashville Serving Veterans Board. He runs their... Uh, their website and uh, manages that. The things he's doing are pretty amazing, and you know the website runs pretty nice. And they uh, they connect veterans with a lot of really great resources, also. And he runs it by himself, as well as you know helping us out whenever we need it. So yeah, I'd say you know he's definitely admire the things he's doing. Okay. 
Um, is there anything else about Operation Stand Down Tennessee that, that we haven't mentioned that you think needs to, to be brought up? Um, um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll start there. Is there anything else that you think needs to be mentioned? Uh, I think we, we covered it pretty comprehensively. I guess I would just uh, add that, you know, as much stuff as we can do and, um, you know, as many things, uh, you know, as good as our reputation, I'd say, or I, I feel like is in the community, I, I'd say, like, we're still growing, you know, we're still, we, we want to be the veteran organization for, you know, all of Tennessee, you know, right now it's middle Tennessee and, you know, a few counties primarily, but we want to help all the veterans that we possibly can in Tennessee and reach them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's definitely going to take a lot of, you know, probably more of me and more of everybody here. And, uh, you know, if anybody in the community, uh, you know, wants to help, you know, we're always looking for volunteers and, you know, they can definitely make an impact. And this is one of the best organizations I feel like, you know, you could spend your time. Sure. So, uh, yeah, on that note, if, the, if anybody listening is in the is in the Nashville or in the Tennessee area um, that wants to volunteer, that knows a veteran that could be that could use some of these resources, how do they get how do they get involved? Uh, well, we have uh, we always have all kinds of events that go on, whether it's like, you know, donations or or benefits or things like that. And uh, if uh a good way to find out about those things would be like our calendar and our website, um, osdtn.org. And uh, also just, you know, stop by from time to time and, you know, talk to some veterans just hanging out and, you know, see what we got going on and see what, you know, how you can engage. And also, you know, just if you know veterans that are in need, you know, just tip us off and we can contact them or tell them about us that you know that does wonders word of mouth is the best way to you know build more credibility and get more clients and that's you know what we're looking for we're trying to uh help as many veterans as possible yeah well kevin thank you so much for for your time i really appreciate you yeah, talking yeah. to us about your service and and the work you're doing here at operation stand down definitely great meeting you thank you We grew up together. We believed in something bigger than ourselves. The military took me to one side of the world and her to the other. And even though she was always the strong one, when we caught up years later, I found out she had fallen on some hard times. It was her call to make, but doing it together made all the difference. For veterans who are homeless or on the brink of homelessness, call 877-424-3838. Veterans Benefits Administration, one of the three main pillars of VA, has released a benefits matrix that can help veterans better navigate what may be available to them depending on their situation. The matrix splits into three parts with a service-connected matrix, a non-service-connected matrix, and a separate circumstance matrix. To see what may be available to you, visit benefits.va.gov benefits and click the derivative benefits matrix link. Today's veteran of the day is Army Nurse Corps veteran Ann N. Bauer and was a lieutenant colonel who served during World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War and was active duty for 28 years from 1942 to 1970. We thank Ann for her service. To read Ann's full write-up and to nominate your own Veteran of the Day, visit blogs.va.gov. That does it for episode 48.
eight. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen. I also want to thank Kevin for joining me in Operation Stand Down for letting me visit their location in Nashville. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at DEPT Vet Affairs for images from our community. We're also looking for submissions for veteran memorials to feature on our Instagram. So if you have a memorial near you in your town, take a couple pictures and send it to newmedia at va.gov with information like location and name of memorial. That does it. I'll see you next week for our roundtable podcast focused on the forever GI Bill. I'm Timothy Lawson, signing off.